out to Walker. Walker away to Tarp, and then it's gone on to Gagai. And Dane's gone through. Walker's there supporting, and he puts it over the line for a finals try. A couple of plays of the game. The Panthers are going to be first after this. It's been ugly. They've been far from their best. Cleary straight through. The way it's come, a long ball over the top. Katara, the trick finish. Big Lezzers League. Hello and welcome to Big Les's League and all Rugby League experience. I am your host, Big Les. Welcome to part five, guys. Part five, the final part of this fantastic season review that you guys have just been so lucky to be a part of. And I've I've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm sad that it's coming to an end, but it is. We've got the final three teams, the top three. I'll be going through the Storm. I'll be going through South Sydney, and I'll be going through the Premiers, the Penrith Panthers, and it still hurts to say, even though I am a, a South supporter, it hurts me to say, but it's true, Penrith are your Premiers, and I'll be going through them, but first, let's go through the one and only Melbourne Storm, 21 wins, 3 losses this season. Now, while they will be missing the likes of Dale Finucane and Nico Hines for 2022, I do feel the Storm are almost guaranteed for yet another top four finish. Storm went to great heights immediately after losing Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith and Billy Slater. So I think replacing Finucane and Hines should be a much simpler task. And that's hopefully for them. Obviously... We have seen a bit of a decline since the last man from the top th- those three guys, Cronk, Smith, and Billy Slater. After Cronk, uh, after Smith retired, we did see Storm start to play with a bit of a faster pace of football. I think that is what lost them the prelim. I think there was no one in that Storm side to calm those boys down in the big moments. And as I said, I think that's what got them in the end. Um... At times in 2021, they looked as though they couldn't be beaten. They won 19 games in a row, but in the last six weeks of that run, you could start to see the wheels slowly falling off. And I think that's quite accurate, guys. I mean, it's you can only go on a winning streak for so long, and I think the Storm will be back on that winning streak in 2022. But they got tired, and you could see that they got tired at the end of 2021. Um... So, yeah, I I mean, the Penrith Panthers just looked amazing. And we had doubted the Penrith Panthers again and again and again. And they just kept on delivering. And that's what won them that grand final. But just talking about the Storm, I don't think anyone expected the Storm to lose to the Penrith Panthers in that game. We did expect it to be a close one. But we didn't expect it to go Penrith's way. Now, the Storm scored 815 points across an entire season, which is just amazing. And that is just Melbourne Storm. That is just what Melbourne Storm do. They are a prolific point-scoring team. Uh, And I'm not surprised that they score that many points, but it is still a crazy stat. And to be honest, there was most weeks out there where every time they played, it just looked like a training drill out there. And we were arguing as well that Nico Hines could be better than Ryan Pappenhausen and obviously we were proved wrong when Ryan Pappenhausen came back from that uh, really bad concussions that those re- those really bad concussions there was a few of them that he had uh, that were really bad and it was just ongoing but once he came back he was just electric after a few weeks of settling in 
Obviously, he did not have those weeks where he was quite timid running the ball, but after two or three weeks, he was just back into it, uh, and it really got the fans excited, especially the Storm fans, when Ryan Pappenhausen is playing 100%. But Nico Hines, he had a fantastic season in that number one jersey when Ryan Pappenhausen wasn't there. So I think Nico Hines... He's definitely an extremely talented young bloke, and I can't wait to see him in that Sharks jersey. I don't think, actually think Nico Hines is that young. I'll look it up now. Um, I'm actually not sure that he's that young. Um, he's 25, so he, he's still quite young, but he's not as young as I thought he was. 25 years old there, Nico Hines. Still plenty of footy in front of him. Uh yeah, he's just a fantastic player. I can't wait to see him in that Sharks kit. I do think it might be a bit of a loss for the for the Storm in terms of that impact coming off the bench. But I do think Harry Grant uh, will do the job unless Harry Grant starts at hooker. They have Brandon Smith at the 13. Who do they have at 14? And then actually, I'm trying to think. Who do they have at that 14 spot? I don't know. They, may, they might be lacking that utility off the bench with, with, the, with the absence of Nico Hines. Um, I couldn't actually think off the top of my head who would, who would actually go in that 14 jersey. I guess we'll find out next season. Um, the Storm, in the 15 of their 19 consecutive wins, they had a 19-game winning streak, which was just unbelievable. Their wins came by more than 13 points, and sometimes more than 40 points. They just absolutely thrashed teams. And they finished with a differential of plus 499, which is just amazing now some people and you might not agree but some people do think that the storm peaked a bit early the back end of their winning streak saw them struggle against teams like the cowboys raiders sharks and titans the sharks actually came out to play in in the in the game that they versed uh the storm just before the finals kicked off the sharks looked really good and, and that's what the sharks do they come out to play in the big games and don't be surprised to see the Sharks in the top eight in 2022. They're going to be a firing side with their new recruits. Also think that the Broncos are going to be a firing side, but we talked about them in another podcast. You'll have to go back a few to the first part of the season review to hear about the Broncos. Uh, and I think a few episodes back to hear about the Sharks. But I, I do think that both of those teams are going to be fantastic in 2022. Talking about the uh, Melbourne Storm, team though uh, I think this indicated they were running out of petrol and this was unlike the Penrith Panthers um, the Storm were just unable to steady the ship to be honest and they got an easy win over Manly in the qualifying finals but in hindsight it was too softer of a game heading into the week after that which was um, the Penrith Panthers um, which unfortunately the Penrith Panthers played their best footy and it, it's, it saw them beat the one and only um, Melbourne Storm to get into that grand final. So, um, yeah, it, it was just an unfortunate end, but a really fantastic season for the Melbourne Storm. Cameron Munster also had some an indifferent season with some off-field issues. And I think it really came back to bite them in the, in the, in the big games, to be honest. I think it's the kick up the butt that the Storm need heading into 2022. And I think they'd have to set Munster straight. I know he's on the rehab and he's on 
Uh, no alcohol for a year. So we'll see how that one goes. I'm not sure how they're exactly going to be monitoring Cameron Munster, um, but it is going to be interesting. And I want to see Cameron Munster play his best footy because I like Cameron Munster. Uh, I love him on the field. He's a fantastic player. And I think everyone wants to see Cameron Munster play his best footy and no one wants to see him with these issues off the field. Uh, it's just not in the spirit of the game. And I really do hope that Cameron Munster comes back in 2022, rips and tears, and is one of the best players in that Storm system, which he already is. Now, the Storm should have some more home games coming into 2022 because they weren't, obviously, they couldn't get, get into Melbourne and they weren't there for the best part of two years. And I think this could mean that they're going to flog some teams at Amy Park. Uh, consecutive minor premierships are well and truly in the off in the offing, and I think, yeah, as as it says here, don't don't expect the storm to absolutely flog teams once they get back to Melbourne. You'd be scared if you were gumming up against the storm at their home ground, especially in 2022. We'll wait and see how that one goes. Special mentions here before I go on to the next team. Ryan Pappenhausen was great after coming back from that injury. Nico Hines was probably one of the best seasons from a guy that was coming off the bench to starting at fullback and absolutely ripping and tearing, having one of the best seasons there. I think it was awesome. Jerome Hughes as well deserves a little mention. He was really underrated going into 2021. Uh especially since he was a fullback being molded into that halfback spot and then being one of the best halfbacks in the comp at the moment. Under, Of course, under your uh, Nathan Cleary's, your Adam Reynolds's, he's definitely up there. Uh, Jerome Hughes, in my opinion, I think he's just developed in such a, into such a great off-the-cuff ball-playing lock... Uh, sorry, ball-playing uh, halfback with a great kicking game as well. Dale Finucan, I think, had a really great season. Origin stint was unreal. Uh, he is just such a crazy, uh, an awesome player. His training, um, his training attitude is just un- ir- irreplaceable, and I think the Storm are really going to miss him in terms of his leadership. Justin Olam, one of the best centers, if not the best center in in the game at the moment. He is just awesome. The strength he has for a little guy reminds me of Steve Mart- Steve Maddai. Just that small built center that absolutely thrashes guys. They those those two have a lot in in uh, a lot similar between them. And I can't wait to see Olam in twenty twenty two. Another guy I want to give a mention to is Kenneth Bromwich. I think he had a really underrated season as well. Great kicking game. Really awesome season from Kenneth Bromwich. So those guys, Pappenhaus and Hines, Hughes, Fanukin, Olam, and Bro- Kenneth Bromwich. Great seasons for them. Great, A great season for the Melbourne Storm all up. Now, the next, se- the next guys that I want to talk about here are the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And they really had one of the best seasons I think I've seen from a team in a, in a while. The, the, from the South Sydney Rabbitohs in a while too, and arguably better than the seasons beforehand. Obviously, getting to those prelim, uh, to those preliminary finals, and and just missing out. The South Sydney Rabbitohs finally make a grand final. It was awesome. They had twenty wins and four losses this season. South pretty much looked unbelievable all season as well. Cody Walker was probably the best individual season by five eight in a while. He was just setting up tries left, right, and center. 
He had 33 try assists and 46 line break assists, which is just amazing for a half. So definitely an awesome individual season from a 5'8", and probably one of the best. You can put him up there with Ben Barber's season way back when he was just ripping and tearing Cody Walker. Awesome season for him. Uh, there is just no other way to put it. He, he's probably one of the best 5'8s in the comp at the moment. Sees things that other halves don't see. Sees the game differently to other people as well. And that's what allows him to play the best footy I think I've seen him play in years. And I definitely think he has more in store for South Sydney in years to come. Dan Gagai, also influential for the South attack. I think if there's no Gagai, then the South Sydney don't score as many tries as they usually do. Uh, He is just amazing, Dan Gagai. Uh, So, so underrated for the things that he does in the centers for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think he'll be sorely missed as well as Adam Reynolds. We'll get to Adam Reynolds later, but Dan Gagai. Uh, when, When Cody Walker was scoring a try... Maybe 50% of the time, Gagai's there to help him set that one up. And he does some crazy things to do to do that. So I think he's going to be really great for the Newcastle Knights. I think that's exactly what they need, that strike center. But geez, I'm going to miss him in that South jersey. Really love watching Dane Gagai and the things that he does. And as I said, going to miss him as well, especially being a South supporter. Uh, Gagai and Reynolds will definitely be missed. Reynolds especially. And I think it's going to look really weird seeing Reynolds in a Broncos jersey, especially after his legacy at South. A South junior coming through the ranks, playing his whole career at South Sydney, and then all of a sudden being told that he's not needed at the club anymore. I mean, what? What is going on? Demetrio, what have you been drinking, son? Because that is a terrible decision. What? is going on there. Um, honestly, don't know how Cody Walker, being the same age as Reynolds, is still in South Sydney's plans when, and Reynolds isn't. I mean, what is going on? What is going on, Demetrio? How did you not re-sign this guy? What is Adam doing, my boys? What is doing? It is crazy. Now, if I talk about Adam Reynolds anymore, I think I'm going to cry. So let's move on. Cameron Murray had an amazing year. Not many people are talking about as well. He had an awesome stint in Origin. Really great stint in Origin, actually. He played in the back row, and some of his ball-playing skills were just... They were just incredible, and he definitely has to be the best lock in the competition. And I know you can argue Radley. I know you can argue Yo. But the things that Cameron Murray has done in defense and attack, I mean, you have to say this guy is the best lock in in the competition at the moment. And he's definitely one to watch in 2022. This guy, he just loves to rip and tear for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And as I said, do not be surprised to see this guy ripping and tearing for years to come. He'll definitely be a South captain in the future. Um... Honestly, one of the best attacking and defensive teams in 2021. Uh, And if you don't agree, then what are you on? South Sydney had to be one of the best attacking teams in 2021 for sure. They just found ways to score out of nothing, especially Cody Walker. There was nothing doing in that grand final. And out of nowhere, Cody Walker scores probably one of the best grand final tries in about 10 years. He was just amazing to watch. And... 
geez, I love watching it back and, and just feeling those emotions again. Uh, Cody Walker, he's had a fantastic season and I just honestly can't wait uh, to see him in 2022. I could talk about Cody Walker all day and how he's going to be amazing next year, but I'll save you the trouble. Damian Cook, 169 dummy half runs and very effective out of dummy half. And he's just so good at uh, realizing when the defense isn't 100%, taking that scoot out of dummy half and that sure speed really just rips teams apart. You really love a guy like Damian Cook in your side. I know I do. He's fantastic. Someone that reminds me of Damian Cook or is playing very a very similar game to Damian Cook at the moment. He's a Canberra Raiders player, Tom Starling. He'll be one to watch in 2022 as well. And he'll be one to watch in 2023 because there's rumors linking him or Hodson to the Dolphins side. And I honestly would love to see either of them there. Uh, obviously, Hodson brings that a bit of experience. Starling brings a bit of pure X factor and speed. Um, but anyway, we're talking about the South City Rabbitohs and we're talking about Damien Cook. Unbelievable season for Damien Cook. And again, a very underrated one. I mean, 169 dummy half runs. And this guy wasn't doing dummy half runs in most games in 2020, 2021. Um, so to, to pull up this stat is just amazing. Damien Cook, take a bow. You are amazing. And we all know why this guy is an origin hooker. Crazy not to see Adam Reynolds not win the grand final. Very unfortunate ending to his time at the South, which no one want, which no one wants to end. And uh, as I said, I could talk about Adam Reynolds and how this d- decision to let him go was just re- a real head scratcher. But as I said, I'll save you the trouble, guys. I think if I, as as I said before, if I talk about Adam Reynolds anymore, I think I'm going to cry. All I'm going to say is it's going to be very strange to see him in another jersey. The things he's done for South, I don't know how we're going to cope without him. And it's going to be very interesting to see South in 2022. I thought it was a really resilient season by us, getting some crucial wins. Uh, for South to even make the grand final was incredible. And South were very unpredictable now. A quote here from ESPN about the South City Rabbitohs. I'll read it out to you and then give my thoughts. And I think this really sums up South 2022 really well. It is not a rebuild as such for South City, but overcoming the loss of Coach Wayne Bennett, Adam Reynolds, Dane Gagai and Jaden Sewer is just the start of on the road to 2022 title. With those players' time at Redfern coming to an end on on Sunday night, so obviously this was written a few, uh, oh, this was written before the grand final. The odds are not in the Rabbitohs' favour to return to the grand final, let alone win it next season. Bennett led the club to back-to-back preliminary finals and used his mastermind to reach the summit without star fullback Latrell Mitchell but ultimately he fell short of delivering what he came to the Rabbitohs to do win a premiership although he's built the foundations for sustained success in his three-year stint at Redfern the club will feel the loss of halfback Adam Reynolds to the Broncos even more three-year stint being Wayne Bennett by the way not Reynolds we all know Reynolds was there for much longer than that his combination with Walker uh, which is the longest-serving halves pairing in the NRL, has been vital to the team's results in recent seasons. Reynolds' successor at number seven, whether it's Blake Taft, Lachlan Ilias, or Anthony Milford, needs to use this off-season to find out what works best 
with Walker. So the club is not much uh, is not so much on the back foot come round one. The Rabbitohs have a long road ahead of them in 2022, and if there's any hope of taking them the taking the next step, it starts with Jason Demetrio's first day as head coach. Now, I can agree with uh, nearly 100% of this, um, and and Bennett was just so influential as well. We talk about Wayne Bennett and the things he's done for different clubs. He's really uh, every every club he goes to, he either takes them to a preliminary final or wins them a grand final. St. George, he won a grand final. Brisbane, he's won a few. I mean, this guy, take a bow, Wayne Bennett. The things he did at South Sydney this, this season and last season, he's really set them on a path to success. And as it says at the end of this paragraph, the Rabbitohs have a long road ahead of them in 2022. And if there's any hope of taking them to the next step, it starts with Jason Demetrio's first day as head coach. And Jason Demetrio, um, it is a bit worrying for for South fans going into 2022. Uh, I know I'm a bit worried as well, being a South fan myself as a fan of rugby league. Just I just know that for assistant coaches, I mean, we look at... Um, Trent, Bar- uh, Trent Barrett this season, an assistant coach going to the Dogs, ended up as a wooden spoon. I'm not saying that South will end up as a wooden spoon. I don't think they'll go very low in the table at all. I, th- I still do think that they'll make the top eight. But just don't expect South to be having the same fiery season. And I think Demetrio will be getting used to the roster as well at South. Trent Barrett as well in 2022 will be getting used to the Bulldogs roster. Michael Maguire in 2022 will be getting used to the Tigers roster. There's a lot of coaches at the moment who will be sitting down, looking at their rosters and trying to figure out what works best for their club. And Jason Demetrio is going to be one of those guys and hopefully he can be a leader like Wayne Bennett was. It's just going to be such a different story in the sheds as well. Obviously, Wayne's Wayne Bennett's presence is felt whenever he walks into a room or whenever he talks to you, you know you have to listen because this guy is known for his success. Jason Demetrio, while a fantastic assistant coach, I just don't know whether he will have the same impact as Wayne Bennett. Oh, no, he won't because Wayne Bennett has been doing this a long time. Jason Demetrio will be his first day in a few months. It is going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens with South Sydney in 2022. But I'm really worried in the, in the in a coaching sense. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how Jason Demetrio goes. But as I said, don't expect South to be the same side they were in 2021. We're losing Reynolds. We're losing Gagai. We're losing Sua, who has been great as well. But most importantly, well, not Adam. Adam Reynolds is most importantly. Second second up to most important is Wayne Bennett loss. I think that is going to hit South hard. Um, South do have a lot of stars as well. Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Cameron Murray, the list goes on. Jai Arrow even off the bench. Um, and it really does depend who wears that number seven jersey. Blake Taff is the favorite to get it. Lachlan Ilias, I think might be slowly initiated into it. I think Blake Taft suits that one jersey really well. And then obviously Anthony Meath in Milford with how he goes with those assault allegations that he did get, whether he comes into this side. Uh, it's just a matter of when he comes back. And if he does, um, 
I think Anthony I mean, Milford, just from a footy perspective, from how he plays, and he's just a, such a talented guy, especially at the back end of 2021, Anthony Milford looked really good. So if Anthony Milford does end up wearing that number seven jersey, I won't be complaining. I think he's a really experienced guy, and I think he'll do the right job at South Sydney. Uh, but as I said, it really depends how those allegations go that he was arrested for in Brisbane the other week. I do like Blake Tarf at the number seven jersey. Obviously, he wore it in the jersey flag, Lachlan Ilias being that six. But I think Lachlan Ilias is more of that game-managing half, while Blake Tarf is that second fiddle that just roams the field and plays a really off-the-cuff game. So it will be interesting to see how the South halves combination goes in 2022. And I'm really excited to see South in 2022. I could say it again and again and again. They're... They're my number one team. I can't wait to see South in 2022. It is going to be an absolute ride of the century. Going on to the final team. The final team in this season reviews. The 2021 season reviews is the Premiers, the Penrith Panthers. And I don't have many notes on on these guys, but I do have a lot to say. 21 wins, 3 losses. Nathan Cleary. Nathan... Cleary. If you want to sum up the Panthers season, Nathan Cleary is the words you use. His kicking game all season, and especially in that grand final, won Penrith games. It did, and it won them the grand final. You could almost give, you could almost give the Clive Churchill medal to Nathan Cleary's right foot. I mean, his kicking game was really, really uh, effective. Uh, some great kicks, which really put South Sydney under pressure, and put a lot of teams under pressure. Even the Melbourne Storm, I would argue, Nathan Cleary put them under a lot of pressure as well with his kicking game, and he does it to every team. Um, And his attack, his defense, I think he has a 95% attack efficiency. This guy is an absolute weapon, and I can't wait to see Nathan Cleary in 2022. In fact, I can't wait to see him when he's 28 years old, still playing the game, and probably one of the best halfbacks of all time. Now, I'm not saying he will be the best halfback of all time, but it is definitely a possibility. He is just a freakish once-in-a-generation talent, and I can't wait to see Nathan Cleary's future. When he is an older head and he is more a more experienced player, it is just going to be crazy. And I think winning this premiership really frees Nathan Cleary up to play some of his best footy as well. So, really exciting Nathan Cleary is only 23 years old, so there is a lot more of Nathan Cleary, nearly another 10 years of him. So sit back and relax and watch this guy because he's going to be an absolute star. Another one that is going to be an absolute weapon in the future, Brian Toto. He's a key reason for Penrith's success in attack, in my opinion, especially at the start of sets. Those post-contact meters that he gets, those first runs, um, those kick returns that he does are just so influential to Penrith's success and as I said the post-contact meters he gets is crazy it was 1,888 post-contact meters for the season 5,163 run meters and 489 runs which just blows my mind I mean Brian what an effort from him really really uh, successful in terms of, of attacking football he is definitely going to be one of the best wingers in this generation um, it was a crazy finals run for the Penrith Panthers. They definitely didn't get the easy road. South, Parra, Melbourne, uh, South. It was 
the best three team, well, the best, uh, the next best three teams they were versing to, to win this grand final. And we wrote Penrith off all four times. Well, not all four times. We, we knew, we thought that Penrith were going to beat South in that first game. They didn't. People started doubting them against Para. They beat Para. People still doubted them against Melbourne because the Penrith Power game was just one of the most physical games I think I've seen uh, since Origin, really. The, it was pretty much like an Origin game. They come up against Melbourne the next week. Everyone says they couldn't possibly have much energy left in the tank. They beat Melbourne only just by a try. And then they come into this grand final with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And what do they do? They win the grand final. And arguably one of the gutsiest seasons by Penrith I think I've seen in a while. Obviously after Origin, they had all those injuries. Um, obviously Cleary with the shoulder. Obviously uh, Jerome Luai was out for a bit with the Origin series. Brian Toto, syndesmosis. By the way, Brian Toto had a syndesmosis, comes back and has arguably... One of the best games after a really bad injury that I think I've seen in a while. So, Brian Toe, again, more credit to this guy. He's just a freakish once-in-a-generation talent as well, especially for a winger. He's amazing. Yo, obviously, was out with Origin. Um, so, it, it was just an awesome effort there by the Penrith Panthers and one of the gutsiest seasons from them. Obviously, after Origin, they were really worn out. Um and they just found a new way to win games. And that was the thing that won them the grand final. That new way to win games. The gutsy, put every, we'll put all the effort in games. Uh, that mentality won them games. That mentality won them the grand final. Uh, Cleary's kicking game was the reason the Panthers are your 2021 premiers. I already said that, but I mean, it is tr- so true. Cleary's kicking game was so great this season. Yo had an incredible gutsy season as well. He was really the workhorse for the Penrith Panthers forward pack. Uh, Toto, obviously, obviously the 1,888 post-contact meters, 5,163 one meters and 489 runs. I just can't get over that stat. Nathan Cleary, we talk about the kicking game he had. He kicked 10 over 10,000 meters, being 10,970 in 349 kicks. I mean, you can't really ask for any better than that. I thought Luai was quite good this season as well. I, I mean, I think he was quite underrated. I think he was under the shadow of Cleary a bit this season, but he really did put a great effort in this season. I think they really suit each other well as a halves pairing, obviously playing most of the juniors together. They really formed a, a fantastic combination over the years. Toto as well. Just such a great uh, winger for the Penrith Panthers. Yo, amazing. Um, all those juniors that have come through. Stephen Crichton, we even, it was a once-in-a-generation talent that we just haven't seen the best of yet in 2021. Hopefully, we see the best of him in 2022. Uh, just trying to think off the top of the cap. Monorowski, obviously leaving to go to the Roosters, but he was fantastic this season when he got involved as well. Charlie Stein's, Charlie Stain's debut, four tries, amazing. Um, as Again, just trying to think off the top of the cap, um, but I will... Get some players in my mind. Viliama Kikau played a decent season as well. 
and really made up for last year's grand final as well. His grand final performance was unreal. Um, obviously having a really gutsy performance, doing the little things right for that Penrith side, making up for the grand final last year. Um, Liam Martin as well, really underrated performance, playing Origin. Um, their whole team, it's going to be hard to keep all these guys. It's going to be hard to keep all these guys. Their prices are going to go through the roof. Cleary, or- Origin. Luai, Origin. Cleary will probably play for Australia. Don't forget, don't forget. He'll probably be that Australian halfback. Uh, Luai will probably be this uh, halfback for, for Samoa. Toto, Origin, will play for Samoa. Um, unless he does choose to play for Australia. But I think he most likely will be playing for Samoa. Yo, origin player, Australia. Um, Liam Martin, origin player, maybe Australia. Like, you look at all these all these guys in this team. Stefan Crichton in the origin extended bench. Uh, that price automatically goes up. Uh, you look at the guys in this team. It is going to be crazy. It is going to be crazy. Uh, to see if Panthers can keep all of these guys and money talks to guys, so don't. Well, I, I think it'd be. I think these guys will take pay cuts because obviously they played with each other throughout the whole juniors side and they'd be quite close. So it is going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see if Penrith can keep all these guys. I hope they do. I hope that this Penrith side goes on to have much more success. I really do love these guys, and people call them arrogant and whatnot. I don't think that's true in the slightest. I think that it's a really talented young bunch of guys. Really gutsy performance in 2021. Hopefully, they can do the same and replicate that in 2022. Nathan Cleary, absolute weapon. Expect the best from this guy because he just produces it. Brian Toto, amazing uh, Luai, really undershadowed by Cleary. Yo, really outstanding performance. Penrith Panthers, take a bow. They are your 2021 Premiers. And that is the season reviews complete, guys. We've done all the teams. Today, we went through the Storm. We went through South. We went through Panthers. We've gone through all the other teams in the, to- in the 16 teams in the NRL competition. We've gone through their seasons for 2021. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for choosing Big Les's League, an all-rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend and I will see you guys in the next one.